that's everybody. I'd like to go okay. through my programs because I need to get back to work as possible. I did want to share with some uh, new programs that are out for everyone. Excellent. Uh, we have a, uh, obviously a lot of uh, new things going on. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about was the Northwest Florida uh, Small Business uh, Recovery, COVID Recovery Grant that is funded by Gulf Power. And uh, that will be for businesses located uh, it's a five thousand up to a five thousand dollar grant. So this is one of the only programs where you're actually getting a grant that you're not you know you're not getting a loan. You have to pay back at some other point. Uh, and so it's it's not a huge grant amount, but if you can get five thousand dollars in your pocket and not have to pay it back, it's a good thing. The the uh, Gold Power set the criteria two to ten payroll employees, so it is for kind of the smaller uh, micro businesses, uh, two to ten employees. You have to have documentation showing that uh, you have to be uh, your business had to be in operation as of January 1, 2019, and so and you need to be within the uh, designated counties, which is basically the Gulf Power footprint, which is the central time zone of Florida, basically. Um, for more information on that grant, and it is also for four only for for profit businesses, and so for more information on that program, you can just go on our website that program, uh, which is sbdc.uwf.edu. That's sbdc.uwf.edu. So I encourage you just to, uh, you feel free to share that with whoever you like. I think I've sent that. I sent that to all the different chambers in our region and other uh, organizations, but feel free to share that information uh, however you see fit. Uh, the application period will start on the 6th. We'll open up the application on the 6th, and then we'll start taking applications on the 8th. All that's listed on the website, but uh, great thing that Gulf Power is doing there. Uh, in addition to the Gulf Power Grant or the Northwest Florida Small Business Grant, uh, Santa Rosa County is also doing a grant uh, program for businesses located in Santa Rosa County. In order to qualify for that grant, you would need to have a storefront. So you'd actually need to have a physical storefront located in the county. Uh, you'd need to have uh, up to or less than 20, 20 employees or less to qualify. So that one will also, uh, you can also apply for that one if you are uh, a, uh, a sole proprietorship. If you don't have any employees, you can apply for that one, whereas the Gold Power, you cannot. Those grants are up to $2,500. The city of Milton's also gonna be putting money into that grant. And so two grant programs out there for people that, again, they will not have to pay back, obviously, because they're grants. Uh, for more information on that particular grant, you can go to uh, santarosaready.com. That's santarosaready.com. 
I would say the best thing you can do is uh, follow us on our Facebook page, and we'll continue to get the word out on these uh, grants um, and, uh, and, and also similar to uh, D.C. We've done quite a few uh, different webinars and different things, and some of those are posted to our website as, or to our uh, Facebook page as well. Uh, and so just uh, be on the lookout for that. We've been speaking in a lot of the different chambers of commerce, getting people updated on what's going on. So before I continue, any questions on the grants? Oh, one more thing about the grant, by the way. If you get the, if you get, uh, each person can only get one grant. So if you have, if you're an individual and you have five businesses, you can still only get one grant. Mm. If you get the Gold Power Grant, you can't get the Santa Rosa County Grants. We want to spread the love as much as possible. So um, it won't be a situation where, um, you know, there's, you know, one person getting get multiple grants on multiple businesses that they own. To try to avoid that. Um, so, any other questions? All right. Well, next is uh, the Florida Small Business Emergency Bridge Loan, and uh, that website. And this, is, uh, by the way, all of this information is on our statewide website that I'm about to talk about, which is FloridaSBDC.org. Definitely encourage you to look at that because it goes over the Florida Disaster Loan, the Bridge Loan and the SBA EIDL loan and the Paycheck Protection Act. So all of those are on our statewide website. But the FloridaDisasterLoan.org uh, is for businesses uh, up to, I think it is 100, yeah, two to 100 employees, and that's uh, no interest loan for up to $50,000 per business, and, or actually up to 100,000, but most will be up to 50,000, 0% interest for one year, so it's basically uh, uh, cash flow loan uh, that you don't have to pay back for a year. Generally speaking, what you would do is you would apply for the bridge loan, you would get the 50000 you would apply for the SBA EIDL loan, the Economic Injury Disaster Loan, and that's up to $2 million, and you can use those funds to pay back the, the bridge loan, for example. And so the bridge loan is just a quick cash loan. Again, with the, with the asterisks that uh, there's 20,000 applications in the system right now. They're not all completed applications. So I recommend if you do have somebody that wants to apply for the uh, bridge loan, that they go on the FloridaDisasterLoan.org website, and it says number three on the, on the left-hand side, it'll say apply online or download an application. And I recommend that they download the application. Uh, they complete the application, uh, gather all of the, not half of the, but all of the support documents. And they can email those to our office, which is just sbdc, uh, or sbdc.uwf.edu. <clears throat> we'll process those. The online, the online application portal, they just rolled out literally like a week ago, and it's just not working as good as what we had hoped. Uh, that was beyond our control. That was another state agency, I'm not gonna name, that did that. Uh, but we're, we're sticking with the tried and true method that worked with us uh, during Hurricane Michael. And we processed hundreds and hundreds of bridge loans over there very quickly. Uh, and so the best thing I can tell people is do the paper application, send it to us, let us take care of it. And you might actually get it in before the money runs out. Uh, the next program, any questions on the bridge loan program? I know I'm going through them pretty fast, but there's a lot of programs. 
is the uh, uh, SBA EIDL uh, Economic Injury Disaster Loan, and that's for up to two million dollars. And pretty much any small business would qualify for that as long as they're a for-profit business. Uh, I encourage people to anything you think that you might qualify for, go ahead and apply. And that, that doesn't mean you have to take the money. So if you apply for the uh, EIDL and you know they. Uh, at some point in the future, they send you money. You don't have to take it or you can pay it back. I would use whatever means you can. Obviously, don't over-leverage yourself, but uh, I encourage people to apply. I went through the process of completing an economic injury disaster loan online, and it's relatively easy to do as long as you you know, read uh, the information and follow the steps. It's very easy. The one thing that we found is the people that are not willing to read the information and they're calling, you know, the SBA or our office to do the work for them. Uh, you know, that slows down the process because, I mean, obviously we're all overwhelmed. So I would encourage people, you know, we're here to help when you have questions. But at the same time, people need to take do the due diligence to read the information and then call us when you get to a, a stopping point. Uh, but the EIDL is very easy. Again, you can go on our website for the SBDC.org. The EIDL is on there and the Paycheck uh, Protection Loan Guarantee and Forgiveness. Uh, the one thing I would say about that one, again, that's relatively new, but uh, one thing I would say about that is I would suspect, because this program you would have to do through a SBA 7A lending institution, which is going to be probably your local bank, and I would say you're probably your best bet is to start out with your banker that you deal with on a daily basis because I would suspect that uh, the bankers are going to take care of their own first. They're going to take care of their own clients first. Uh, DC, if you got anything you want to add on that, that's my that's my thoughts is that's going to be the case is that people are going to take care of their clients first because they're going to get bombarded. Yeah. And so I would encourage you to do that. And then if you have any you know, need any help doing the calculations or whatever, you can reach out to us. If you have a CPA that will respond to you quickly, that's probably a good way to go as well. And um, as a matter of fact, I'm, as soon as I get off the phone, I'm calling the, uh, the Steve Briggs, the CPA, about this program because they're they're uh, they're helping a lot of people with this program as well at Car Ricks and Ingram. So uh, anyway, go ahead, DC. No, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, let me add to that a couple of interesting things I've kind of learned through uh, – doing that webinar, kind of preparing for it. Um, first of all, one thing that I didn't know until Scott Remington had mentioned this is, um, obviously, if you take a the PPP, if you take uh, that uh, with your business, you're actually, not only are there no lender fees, regardless of which bank you go through, but also, in addition, if you read the notes, so this is especially for any companies, slightly bigger companies that maybe have a more complex situation. I know Rusty kind of mentioned that they're looking at that. Um, part of your expertise, and I guess it's everybody's obligation to define what that is, but i.e. an attorney that needs to you need to advise with on your application, those fees are also covered by the government. So, mm. um, you know, interestingly enough, you know, you should, you, you know, make sure you read that. Uh, and I did talk with my accountant yesterday. They do believe that accountants actually do not count in that. So if you are mm. asking your accountant to do uh, more hours that that isn't, but the way it's worded, it would be like legal representation or if you needed to, you know, if you're a hotelier and you needed to confide in somebody of exactly what you should be applying for, um, that, that some of those services are actually um, going to be covered. And 
to Kelly's first point about going to their own bank, uh, I, I know we deal with Hancock. They're uh, and they've they've done a really good job of you know reaching out. Um, some banks have been better than others, uh, but one thing that is going to be interesting, and I think I would suggest any business out there, and you guys can pass the word along, is um, let's say I you know how this process is going to work is you're going to get a loan of two and a half times your payroll. So let's just, for the sake of argument, call it $100,000. Then you're going to have eight weeks to spend that money on things that are allowed, you're allowed to spend it on. If you do not spend all of those things on forgivable expenses, you're going to have a delta there, right? So like, let's say you're only able to spend 80 of that on payroll and interest up debt and things like that. Well, then that other 20,000 will become a loan, okay? Now, there are stipulations from the government on a cap, a cap of 4% interest on what that will be. But what I'm pointing out to everybody is every bank is going to be different on if you don't spend it all. That's not uniform. That, so, for example, I've heard some banks are going to require a personal guarantee on that 20000 and some won't. Hmm. Uh, some will have let you pay that other 20000 that delta, over two years. Some will let you do it for up to 10. Hmm. It's got to be at the maximum of 10. So... I just advise businesses out there, especially if that number is really big, if you've got a lot of employees, um, there's a very good chance that you can end up with, you know, thinking that you hope to get, you know, a half a million dollars forgiven and you only get to 400000 Well, now you have a loan, you know, of that amount and you just want to pay close attention to that. So that's, yeah. those are two kind of key underlying things that through the research of this that I've noticed that would be really important for business owners to yes. point out. But I echo what Kelly said, every bank is getting inundated. So I would do everything that you could to be closer to the front of the line of this when this starts tomorrow, i.e. dealing with your own bank, as opposed to just cold calling a bank down here that already has, you know, dozens and dozens, yeah. if not hundreds of uh, these claims coming in. So I, I 100% agree with that. And, and I, it's I a, have a question. Go ahead, Gus. Go ahead, Gus. Uh, so, how does, so I have kind of uh, not applied for the other loans, the bridge loans and all that, thinking that it will impact Did you want to add anything to that? 
sorry, Kelly. Uh, in relation to the grants and the state bridge loan, they have nothing to do with the federal. Uh, as far as I know, Florida is one of the few states that actually does a cash flow loan like the bridge loan, so that that would not impact uh, either the SBA EIDL or the um, you know eligibility at least. Now, keep in mind that the state emergency bridge loan uh, is basically. Uh, you know, program that they kind of expect you to use the SBA funds once you get them because they're longer term funds that you know you, you generally aren't, you may not get for uh, who knows how many weeks, but the bridge loans, uh, they're you know turning those around generally speaking pretty fast. But, uh, uh, okay, sorry, I'm getting uh, Edward Nelly's calling me, he just distracted me there for a second. Um, but the one thing about the uh, bridge loans, or, or anyway, sorry, I got distracted for a second. Um, so the bridge loans would not affect that. The one thing I did notice on the uh, economic injury disaster loan, if you applied uh, for the disaster loan, I guess it was before like yesterday, uh, they have a new program where you can get uh, $10,000 through the economic injury disaster loan. Uh, I forgot the term they used, but you can you know get it in advance, I guess is the way they say 10000 what they're requiring is that you have to go in and completely reapply again. So that's just something if you hear about the $10,000 advance with the uh, SBA uh, EIDL program, uh, then you would have to reapply. So actually, if you haven't applied for that, it's probably a good thing that you do that. And, uh, uh, you know, and I agree pretty much with everything else DC said in relation to, you know, comparing the PPP to the, the EIDL. And I'm still reading through this. I mean, it's it's been a situation where I've had to literally stop doing bridge loans to get updated yeah. and stuff. And so that's one of the things I plan on working on over the next couple of days. One thing I will say about the uh, PPP is it is uh, modeled after the um, SBA 7A loan guarantee, generally speaking. They're going to use a lot of the same paperwork. And the good news is about that is that a lot of the bankers that do 7A loans mm. uh, or that have a knowledge of doing those, and they're relatively easy to do. Uh, and the other thing is that the SBA is wanting to loan money, so just be careful because if you ask for the money, you just might get it. But just understand that, you know, some of it may be forgiven, but a lot of it you're going to need to be prepared to pay back at some point. So just uh, understand that, that that may happen. Um, but with the bridge loan and with the SBA loans, uh, you know, the interest rate is extremely low. So uh, it may be a good way uh, to get some low interest money cheaper than what you can get, you know, somewhere else. So keep that in mind as well. Um, I'm trying to think of any other points. The other, the only final point I, I want to make about the uh, these programs, specifically the Paycheck Protection Act program, it was very smart, I think, on the government's part to do these through bankers because you know, you have hundreds of thousands of bankers out here that can help people apply for the program, whereas you may only have, you know, I don't know how many people work for the SBA, but they're already pretty busy. So I think that was definitely a good way to go. Hey, Kelly, what is the uh, interest rate on the bridge loan after the year? Uh, uh, you don't you don't want to know.
So what will it be for the PP program once the money is left over? Is that left up to each uh, lending institution to charge interest, or is there a cap on that also? That's stuff that's not for uh, I, uh, I was going to say, hey, this is DC. I, here, yeah, the, the government, the federal government in the PPP program put a cap in place that would not allow any lender to have it be over 4%. Okay. But where the wiggle happens is some might make you personally guarantee the unforgiven portion, for example. Like gotcha. I said, some, some banks don't. It's kind of silly to have people have personally guarantee it since it's 100% government backed with no collateral. It's kind of weird that a bank would do that. But that's what I mean is I've been telling business owners to pay attention even if it's their own bank, of if they're, you know, presume you don't can't spend every cent perfectly efficiently, um, and you have twenty thousand, thirty thousand, forty thousand dollars of unforgivable debt. After that point, you know, uh, some may make you pay back in two years, some may make you pay back in five years, some may make you pay back in seven years. So that's there is wiggle room, although it can't get too out of hand. They you know they can't say it's ten percent. You know that they're limited on. Mm.
you know, and some people are better at that than others. Um, you know, that's what the, they're going to measure the payroll on is um, what, how much tax money has been taken from their individual paycheck. So if the tips have been claimed, uh, you know, as income, then those will count towards what their payroll amount is. Hmm. Got it. Moving target. Gus, do you have another question? No, no, that was okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, DC. Go ahead. Who's next? Yeah, yeah, you can now, Dean Fountain, you can now make the comment. Go ahead. Thank you. Thank, thank you. <laughs> um, I, just, I just want to uh, encourage you to see what uh, DC said during my conversation. Steve Rick this morning, he indicated that his firm had shifted 140 employees from tax over to helping their clients. Wow. Thanks, Rick, and thanks for for your partnership with the uh, Steve Riggs. Um, I know he's a good guy and doing good things. Appreciate all of your comments on this as a moving target. All of you, while you're on this call, is you're all leaders. And what I would highly recommend, if you know that there are some of um, our other people, the other small um, hospitality restaurants, hotels, I would say that you know we have invaluable information that just came out in the last 40 minutes. Facebook Live will be, it, there's, a, there's a recording of it, as well as I'll push out the podcast if anybody wants to listen. I'll also chop it up into, talking about all of these things going on and get that out. 